0: Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy your podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is Kim at mfwellness.org.
1: Hi, this is Andrea, and you're listening to the Spine Whisper Podcast. Today's topic is all about going outside.
0: Alright, everybody. Dr. Brad isn't here. Yeah, we're missing one. Dr. Brad is off doing whatever. And Kim, we're missing two. I'm not Kim. No. No. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Andrea, once again, uh, 20 minutes ago, she didn't know she was going to be on the podcast, and now here she is, and she's going to be amazing. Poof. What do you need? Just bam, it's right I there. <laughs> Kim's not here. what Andrea. Oh. You know? So Kimberly is off on assignment, um, doing whatever it is Kim does. Dr. Maurer, he's probably saving the world or something heroic. He want, doesn't want us to feel bad. So yeah, he got, didn't mention it yeah, to us because we're like not as noble no. as Dr. Maurer. So uh, today, what I want to talk about is going outside. We talked a little bit about it last week. Um, I've gotten a lot of feedback from patients. Um, some of the feedback I received, probably my favorite, is a patient who took a picture of himself uh, at the Lake of the Ozarks. The infamous Lake Hi. of the Ozarks. <laughs> let put us all on the map. And he was you know, on a raft out in the lake and enjoying a beverage I just said thanks for your tips on vitamin D and so I feel sure. like <laughs> I feel like I love that guy I feel like you know we're really making a difference so uh, we appreciate the, the feedback the other feedback we got we got some information uh, one of the moms um, that we take care of she was super concerned about um, heat stroke heat exhaustion um, so Dr. Matt is going to cover that today, and I think we've all had like run-ins with that. So that's an important one, especially leading up to the sun is about to just just come down here and just sit down on Highway 70. It's just going to stay there for until September, and it it's about to get hot here in, like, in Midwest.
1: It's like I mean. one of your friends who's just like, "Hey, let's let's do something." Dan. Hey, let's, let's do, do something. something, and then you finally go do something, and they wreck you. Yeah, right? and it's they a twelve-hour marathon it's, of it's pain. It's fourteen days of recovery. Yeah. Um, from sunburn to... Yeah, and
0: then you remember why you hate that person. Yeah. And then they get you again. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about that today, and then I want to talk about ticks. We have a whole podcast on ticks, which is incidentally the sixth most listened to podcast. <laughs> I really hammered that, TH. I love it. it. I love time. it. That's okay. all right. So... And then I know if you guys have any topics that you want to talk about. It's mostly the outside episode. So yeah. what I want to lead off with is this. Um, from the time when, when we were growing up until now, our ability to image inside the human body without the human being dead has come light years. We can see things we would never seen before. And more important than that, we can see processes. You know, if you look at somebody's lab result, it's important to know whether that person is alive or dead you still get a lab result. Like, oh, here's their numbers, but you still don't have a working human. You have to make sure that that came from them. There's some you know? context. Exactly, when we look at somebody's x-rays, it's important to know, did that person have a scar over this vertebra? Otherwise, this is a congenital malformation. But you, if you didn't do the exam, if you didn't see the person, you don't have all the information. And so what's amazing now is that we can do the exam and do the scans, do the imaging on the person while they're alive and we can watch them functioning as we do it, specifically functional MRI and its like. One of the really cool things that has come from that is our understanding of how much light rays penetrate biological tissue and influence it even when it's very, very deep in the tissue, specifically all the way down to our fat cells and exposure to blue light. And uh, one of the really cool studies that I was reading about talks about how um, rats and, and most mammals, they. They can oxidize brown fat for heat. Human babies can do it, but then we don't do it as we get older. Cows can do it. It's called brown fat.
1: What, do you, what do you mean by oxidize? What so, mean?
0: so you talk about the Krebs cycle. Mm-hmm. They can decouple the Krebs cycle, and instead of producing energy, they produce heat. So you're burning. It's buck wild from ATP, yeah. Okay. It's buck wild. And so they need a specific light frequency in addition to temperature change in order to stimulate that. So, if you get rats that haven't been outside, they are compromised in that pathway. The implication, of course, is that in humans that have been outside or are not outside nearly enough, or they're not exposed to that wavelength of light, it's going to affect our genes the same way. Not that we can oxidize energy, or I'm I'm hinting on some kind of new superhuman. What I'm saying is... If there's that pathway, there's lots of other ones that are dependent on us being outside. Specifically, I'm talking about metabolic syndrome, and I'm talking about seasonal affective disorder, both of which we're figuring out the pathways for that. Two completely different disorders, right? Mm -hmm. One of them with a rampant and sometimes uncontrolled inflammatory response and Mm -hmm. pain, and the other one, depression, or its clinical derivatives. It's incredible. Both dependent on the amount of sunlight that you're getting. Those are just two that we can that we can empirically look at. You know, when we go under the microscope and we start analyzing specific genes, we're looking for what are called opsins, O-P-S-I-N-S. Now, those opsins are genes that respond specifically to sunlight. Here in the office, we utilize a class four therapy laser, and we use what's called photobiomodulation to stimulate fibroblast production. Well, what I'm talking about is we take a cell, we hit it with a specific wavelength of light, and that cell does a thing. Now, we're like, well, that's weird. Why would a cell react like? It's been we've been doing that for years. In our dermis, sure. we change five-seven cholesterol or di cholesterol over into vitamin D. We only do that when we're exposed to the full spectrum of sunlight, including UVB rays and what people would characterize as radiation. Some radiation is good for you. You know, you have to be out there getting it. As you're out there longer, pigment cells make melanin, and as the melanin increases, your skin darkens. Incidentally, when you go back inside or whatever, people say, Oh, my tan faded. The tan didn't fade. Those skin cells died and were sloughed. S L O U G H sloughed. They were sloughed so many good words. off. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> it's like a triple word score yeah, day for me. I love, yeah. it. I, love it. I love it. Um it's because we've seen hundred patients this morning. I want like triple overdrive. Anyway, what I want all I want people to get is this. All I want them to, to accept from me is that one, you are biologically required. To go outside a lot. Two, you have a defensive mechanism for protecting you from horrible sunburns. We do that by going out gradually, giving your body a chance to get more melanin. Okay, those are the two yeah. things I wanted to cover. You That's have great. to go outside. It's not an option. It's not an option. Your body works better when you've been outside. That's why I push it so hard, especially for young people. You know, especially in this day and age when uh in the times of covid where there's so much uncertainty so much fear giving especially young people something regular something to look forward to each day this is what's going to happen every day the some some immovable stake in their in their routine and they cling to it you know and that's what i'm talking about so that's the first thing uh, that i wanted to talk about now the dangers of being outside, Dr. Matt, can you talk about heat stroke, heat exhaustion? What we should be looking out for in, in, in our young people and in our adults when we're not hanging out with them?
1: Yeah. So let's let's talk about the two things that occur for heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Heat exhaustion is the lesser of the two severe. Now they're both both require kind of you looking at them. Heat exhaustion is lesser because your body temperature does not hit 104. Your body is still sweating. Your body is still trying to overcome the massive amount of heat. That's being put out by your body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, heat exhaustion. They might, uh, you know, they might feel dizziness, fatigue, kind of get sick to their stomach. They're kind of wander around. So heat exhaustion is something that you can treat um, without calling the ambulance, as long as we're not too close to the heat stroke.
0: Right. Well, and, how would we? How would we treat it? What, yeah.
1: So you're gonna have a, a quick pulse, but it's gonna be rapid because you're trying to right. get rid of all that heat. So. Right. If that's the case, you want to intake as much water as you can, uh, cold compresses, mm. um, changing out every every couple of minutes. You should be taken to the air conditioning, um, right. underneath the shade of a tree. Like even, right. even those small them. amounts of changes will give your body a chance to catch back up. Through right?
0: evaporative cooling. Right, right. I got you.
1: Right so when we look at what's happening is your epidermis like dr josh was saying it's one of the best things to help you cool down sweat dilation and constriction mm-hmm. of those uh little skin cells that help conserve heat or get rid or of or it or delete it yeah. yeah so that's heat exhaustion okay all right this can occur really in anybody right but like dr josh is saying you have to gradually get used to the sun and going you know, full tilt and trying mm-hmm. to get uh, as much sun as you can the first first day. Not necessarily a good idea. Yeah, it's
0: not going to be a good time. Right,
1: right. Should take breaks. Yeah, Lots yeah. Lots of breaks. Water yeah. breaks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right, right. Cool, cool, and, cool. And then the next one is heat stroke. Heat stroke. Now this is the number one thing when you look at this is that if you're not if you're working out and you're doing stuff out in the heat and you're not sweating, that is the biggest red flag right if you're not sweating not a good thing right because what do you do? you're not cooling down anything right your body just it's like the, just there, was, if there was no oil in your car right. and it's like oh it, it'll be fine it'll, it'll be fine. cool Let's down put a tape because no, we're, we're talking about all the pistons getting all red hot in the engine yeah. and it just just what's that core yeah. tap is it like yeah.
0: 104 yeah so like six. i
1: was talking about oh. heat exhaustion like it'll never exceed 104 it now won't. we're talking heat stroke 104 like, um, and that's extremely warm. Extremely warm. So for heat stroke, 104, you're not really going right. to know what's going on. Right. Vomiting, loss of consciousness. Yeah. These are the things like... Like there's no question. Yeah, there's like,
0: no... You know, so like, okay, so you're having a birthday party, right? You come outside. One of the kids, you're like, where's Timmy? You know, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. You got one of those like water slides. Timmy's gone. And you go over and you find him under a tree. hmm You know, and he's unresponsive. He's sweating. It's time for emergency care. But what if Timmy is just not with it? But he's still there. He's kind of standing there, looking around.
1: Uh, then you would want to assess for heat exhaustion and yeah. see um, see what's going on. Pupillary response. Ask him some questions. Yeah. See if he so like regular parents. So. see re- see if he responds in the first yeah. five minutes after cooling him down, yep. giving
0: him water, yep. um, hosing him down. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah. You want them? You want you want that body bleeding heat. And the way to do that is to cover them in something that needs to be heated up. And water at a 4.18 joules per gram degrees Celsius, very thermodynamically expensive to eat. You just hose them down. It's weird. It's like it's like almost like your body's made out of it. It's incredible. It's incredible. Okay, so those two things to watch out for: heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Fortunately, it's not much of a guessing game, you know, but the number one way to get these people back. To mm-hmm. consciousness, or to you know, we're not scared to death about them. Cool them off quickly. We do that, like, like Dr. Matt said, get them under, get them out of the sun, get something air or water, something moving across their skin to aid their cooling off. If, and then uh, If give you're them away. in
1: doubt, yeah. don't don't hesitate to call a medical Crap. professional. Yeah, call an ambulance. You right, save, what you they're could, there for. You so could yeah. save a life. Yeah, okay. there's no need to play
0: around with that, especially yeah. when it can be befriended. Absolutely, you know this.
1: All ages too,
0: right? Oh my gosh, yes. yeah! And especially early on, you know, your June, early July heat strokes; those are the worst. You know, you, those numbers go down as we get into mm-hmm. August and September um, because man, now you've acclimated. That's right. For I think we've all had a child to, yeah. pass out. I don't know. if You yes. I know, like I have had Jacko at the moon cars at Six Flags. You know, it's mm-hmm. Father's Day nine o'clock it was nine
1: o'clock in the morning right same here and it It was was like pretty early in the morning
0: yep they ate or they didn't eat because they were excited about going
1: that's exactly what happened and without that food
0: without that blood sugar you know start sweating the sun just comes up and starts nailing them and then and they're gone man i passed out at a soccer camp um and it it was nine or ten o'clock in the morning now that i remember it was and then uh man i woke up i tell you what back in the day if you pass out you wake up. There's unpleasant stuff happening to your body. They didn't oh. treat it like they do now. <laughs> they need to take your temperature. And uh, man, I'm glad that we have. I have the well, glad we have the other thermometers now. Because me and everybody else that passed out in the '80s, they'll tell you, <laughs> like, just leave me passed out. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ticks. Our forest ranger friends say that they're super super bad this year a combination of humidity it's been a good tick it's been a good they tick breeding everywhere. season yeah they are everywhere so let's cover some high points Miss um, Andrea do you have anything you want to say about ticks no thank you nothing Neither. on you can't even stand that we're talking about yeah, right now like, they so are gross. my worst nightmare yeah they, they are really. I, you know I, I try to find a place for all animals in the scheme of things but man ticks I really struggle uh, other than they're a good food source for, for our the, friend, yeah. our friend, you can say it, the opossum. <laughs> the opossum. you So number one, get yourself an opossum. Sometimes you get them and you don't really want to have them. They show up. But when they show up, they know that you need them. So just uh, leave them alone. I
1: mean, they're not going to like go through your hair and look for ticks on you. Yeah. But like, they'll, I mean, they'll you can train them. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know.
0: That grin, that grin gets They the are scary. They are They're deathly quiet. They're nocturnal. They got that white face. And so most of your encounters with your opossum is going to be at night. And you get that white face creeping on you from out of the woods. It is. Oh, man, it's every bit of it. It'll put the shivers. shivers. It'll give you the shivers. Shivers. The shiver that ticks right (laughs) off you. So uh, some things that I learned, um, our student doctors put together a wonderful pamphlet. Yeah. If you're in the office, or we'll have Kim put it online. Um, I thought the ticks leapt onto your body. Are they? Thank they, you they,
1: goodness yeah. they do not. I
0: thought they fell from, like, trees far above you, you know, like, like, you know, like every Mad Max movie where they pull into the canyon and the people are hiding in the rocks and they come out and they throw stuff down. I thought that was what the ticks were like, like, lining the trees, looking down. But no, they're just on the overgrown brush and branches at your level. You brush up against it and then the Tsk. tick comes on you. Tsk. I had no idea. I thought they leapt. I thought they were like getting you. No, they're just like so. I mean, you think about it. You have to go to the tick. It's your fault. It's your fault. So if you're walking down the <laughs> middle of a path in the woods, <laughs> and there's no, there's nothing growing out, you're man, you're set. Okay. Is that true?
1: When are you walking through the woods? That you're
0: not. Either that's fair. You... Yeah, we're almost always clearing brush. It's spring, for Pete's sake. Those ticks are. They're just loose, so.
1: They're there. They will get you. Just,
0: oh yeah. yeah, straight up, okay. straight up. And back in the day when we were young, there well, we just had like the deer tick. Now, well, around here, now though, uh, man, the other diseases have made their way into our river basin. You know, we got the uh, Lyme disease. Um, you got the lone star tick running around, man. You've got. It. All this other stuff. We just had, you know, I think deer. I think yes, yeah, deer ticks. We had, and now there's um, just a bunch of them. And Rocky Mountain spotted fever. You got all this other stuff, and so um, the point we wanted to make to people is like, please don't let this be a reason you don't go outside. All I don't you have know. to I'm do. I'm kind
1: of feeling. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Right I know, <laughs> I know. But like,
0: just check your people, check yourself. Yeah. That's it. Ticks need to be on you for a while. Like it doesn't happen right away. They got to be on you for a while. So if you just check
1: mm-hmm.
0: before when you get home, bam, you're set. And then teach your kids how to check. You know, because the places that ticks like to go, um, sometimes those aren't pleasant. Nope. But they need to be checked. Just because you don't want to look, doesn't mean there's not a tick in there. That's right. You know what Doesn't I'm saying? mean it's not there. Doesn't mean it's not there. <laughs> so you've got to check. And then teach your kids, you know, that's just good, good post outside hygiene. Check yeah. yourself for them ticks. Especially if you've been in the tall grass. You know, it's not as big a deal if you're out on the field the whole time. But there's not a lot of sports right now, mm. you know. And so people are in the woods a lot more, which is wonderful, you know. But you got to check yourself for those ticks.
1: Yeah, one of the things you can do is to, uh, use the restroom, mm-hmm. wash your hands, check yourself for ticks. That's right. That way you don't contaminate your yourself with your dirty yeah, and then hands.
0: and then removing the tick has that um, literature changed at all? Like it's just the way we used to do it. Light use, them on fire. Yeah. Well, no.
1: Please remove use, it from your body first. Use I mean, fine edge, fine-tipped tweezers. Right. Um, now, if you need help, my wife is a professional. Oh, for real? Yeah, our, our brother. Uh, I mean, uh, are you volu- mm-hmm. volunteering? Well, see. Right? We uh, can get her like an ambulance <laughs> car. Uh, one of my brothers called uh, like in the middle of the day and said, "Bro, I need you to come over and get this tick off me." <laughs> and Sarah was already in the car on her way over before I could even say yes or no. So she's a professional.
0: Wow! Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm good with splinters as well. In case you're wondering. Yeah. huh? I was going to say, those skills have to translate.
1: Um, yeah, and you don't want to try to squeeze it while it's on you, and you want to pull directly out. Yeah. Don't try to left or right it, get a good solid thing, and pull directly out of the skin. 90 degrees. 90 degrees. 90 degrees. Yeah. Oh, man, that's savage. Yeah.
0: And then... Because your skin, like, goes with it. Like, you know what I mean? They just...
1: <laughs> oh, and then they've always man. got
0: like a huge piece of your flesh in them. And then mouth.
1: you just take it outside and let it go, right? Right. But going outside is yeah. totally worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to let it go.
0: Yeah, and, I'm gonna go and kill it. I'm gonna I'm gonna befriend an opossum. <laughs> You're
1: gonna um, need a whole army. What are yeah, things, oh, yeah. they, one of the other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the opossums
0: eat like a thousand ticks a day or something. That's one right. of the
1: other things they said was it's okay to put some um, ointment, some Neosporin, some other stuff. Oh, okay. Over the spot. Where you, where you just pulled the tick from. Okay. Um, and you could even okay. clean it with our friend, the Braun bottle, before you do that.
0: Hydrogen mm-hmm. peroxide? Okay. Oh, yeah. buddy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, our oh buddy. He, he was, was big sorry. in the 80s, but then it uh, went out of phase. My, and now. F- it's my favorite thing. H202. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, just slap her on there. Uh, okay, very good. So uh, well, all we want to do is while you drive around listen to this, be like, just give you the impetus. Yeah. The I-M-P-E-T-U-S. To take those kids outside and mm-hmm. uh man it it's just so so important to get the sunlight on your body let your body develop that melanin let your body get darkened up then gradually in- increase your exposure mm-hmm. don't overdo it you know then heat stroke versus heat exhaustion you know tons of water make sure they got something to eat you know keep an eye on them we're looking mm-hmm. for changes in consciousness you know you are you know what's going on and then making sure you head that off and water will be your solution you know if it's an er visit it's the er visit and then our friends the ticks who are not our friends and these should be removed from the fauna they should be purged Well, they, so. they have Well, so we can't we i don't can't. know what they do well they're there yeah fetal there positive, for something else yeah all right very good um uh, miss andrea
1: no i have nothing i think you guys covered it all fantastic go outside check yourself for ticks
0: go outside Check yourself for ticks. Wonderful. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. no, that's right. That's right.
1: Don't do it outside. I mean. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, like, wait, oh, I got one. <laughs> hygiene is hygiene. Hygiene is right? hygiene. Sure. Yeah, you guys can't right. say me, but I'm giving everyone the double gun. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Very good. Dr. Fink, anything? No, I get. It. We're good. All right. Very good. So for our favorite fill-in, Miss Andrea, for Dr. Matt Fink, uh, I'm assuming for Dr. Brad, he he's with us in spirit as usual. Uh, I am Dr. Josh Fink. Go outside, and uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.
1: And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.